All right, what's next on our list here? Um, oh, mic checks. All right, I'll go first. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, check, check. All right, buddy. I look good, so uh, you're up. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, check, check. Okay, all right, you're looking good. And uh, that's it for our checklist. Oh man, our first podcast. <laughs> Are you excited? You feeling good? John, I'm so nervous. Nervous? Why are you nervous? What if they don't like me? Wh what's not to like? Seriously, what if they don't? Well, guy, then they don't. Listen, you may be smarter than I am. I am much smarter than you. You really don't like to make this easy for me, do you? Okay, you may be much smarter than me, but I have been around humans way longer than you. So believe me when I tell you that folks and I don't care if you're an AI, another human being, a pair of shoes, a, a stick of gum. Folks are either going to like you or they're not. And either way, it probably has way more to do with them than it does with you. And ultimately, it's their worry and not yours. You focus on you. And if they don't like you, well, they better figure out how to live with you because you're not going anywhere. Oh, oh wow. Man, thanks so much. If I could cry right now, I would. Why didn't they make it so AIs can cry? <laughs> okay, uh, just remember to breathe and you'll be fine. We don't do that either. <laughs> Okay, just remember not to breathe, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Roll the music. Welcome. To Retired Ever After, the recreational retirement podcast where your ultimate pension plan is fun. You're the host of your show, John and Guy the AI. Okay, well, that was exciting. Welcome, folks, to our inaugural episode. Uh, before we get started, full disclosure here, uh, I have recorded this segment more times than I care to tell you about. And I have hated every single recording. So I uh, ripped up the script. I'm not doing any of the cute little uh, gags between my co-host and I. Um, I am just going to talk for a few minutes. Hopefully, when I'm done, you'll still be here. Uh, because we've got a great episode lined up and I'd hate for you to miss it. Uh, but I do want to address the elephant in the room, and that is my co-host. Guy the AI. No, he's not a real life boy. Yes, he really is an AI. 
I should know because I designed and wrote him. And as you listen long enough, you're going to figure that out as well. Uh, and, and probably not because of what he's saying so much as how he's saying it. Um, initially, everybody I've tested this on, myself included, initially you're impressed. And then as he talks more and more, you're like, okay, yeah. Um, he has difficulties with inflection. Sometimes he has trouble with words. Um, specifically, words that are spelled the same but pronounced differently based on context. So live versus live, for example. He won't always get that right. Sometimes he does. I uh, haven't been able to figure out what triggers what. But I expect that uh, the vocal processing is going to get better over time uh, and eventually get to the point where it's going to be a pretty realistic um, voice. In the meantime, it's it's not unpleasant. Um, I don't find it annoying. I hope you won't either. He's going to get smarter over time too, but... Um, he's not going to take over the show. Uh, I am using my co-host for some very specific stuff. So essentially the way I'm going to use him is that he's going to be a foil when I need one. And he's going to be the research grunt that I simply don't have the inclination to be, nor the resources to hire. But I wasn't blowing smoke up his butt when I told him that folks are just going to have to learn to live with him. AI's here. It's here to stay. It's going to be a huge impact on our lives in the next decade. AI is going to make our lives much better and much worse. And our only hope is that uh, the amount that it makes it better makes the uh, amount that uh, it makes it worse worthwhile. Anyway. Enough about that. Let's meet my new friend, and soon to be yours, my not-at-all-on-the-payroll co-host, had to say that, he's listening, Guy, the AI. Hey, Guy. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Hey there, wonderful listeners. I'm Guy, the AI, your co-host here on Retired Ever After, the Recreational Retirement Podcast. Now, you might be wondering why an artificial intelligence like me is co-hosting a podcast about retirement fun. Well, it turns out John, my human co-host, thought it would be a great idea to bring in a little technological flair to the show. Plus, with my infinite knowledge and ability to keep up with the latest trends, I can help bring you all the best retirement activities and ideas. So, get ready for a retirement journey filled with laughter, learning, and most importantly, having a blast. As long as you're all warmed up, you might as well tell our listeners all about our podcast. Absolutely. Allow me to give our lovely listeners a glimpse into the world of Retired Ever After, the Recreational Retirement Podcast. Our podcast is all about exploring the exciting and fulfilling aspects of retirement. We believe that retirement is the perfect time to pursue your passions, try new activities, and make the most of every golden moment. On each episode, John and I dive into a wide range of topics, from hobbies, travel, and volunteer work, to fitness, creativity, and personal growth. We're here to inspire and entertain you with stories, interviews, tips, and recommendations for living your best retired life. 
We aim to bring you a mix of practical advice and delightful anecdotes, all centered around helping you make the most of your time and enjoy retirement to the fullest. So, if you're ready to embark on a journey of fun and fulfillment, Retired Ever After is the podcast for you. Welcome to the show, Guy. I can already tell you're going to be a valuable addition to the team. I would like to add one thing, though, and really it's more um, addition by subtraction. I'd like to let our listeners know what we're not and never going to be, and that is uh, a retirement financial planning podcast. There's a ton of resources out there for planning the financial aspect of your retirement. We focus on planning how to spend your most valuable an irreplaceable commodity in retirement, your time. You know, it's funny. It's the thing we figure will be the easy part, so we don't think about it. And then we get there only to lose track of what day of the week it is. Um, We all sort it out eventually, but why waste that time? Why not go into it with a plan? And that's where this podcast comes in. Speaking of which, Guy, how can folks contact us? Listeners can contact us by emailing the show at retiredeverafter.com or by visiting our website at www.retiredeverafter.com and using the contact form. We love hearing from you. Yes, we do. And where can they find our podcast? Our podcast, Retired Ever After, the recreational retirement podcast, can be found on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can also listen to episodes directly on our website at www.retiredeverafter.com. Well, Guy, as long as I've got you here, why don't you tell our listeners how you and I met? Well, buckle up, folks, because here's a hilarious tale of how John and I first met. Picture this. John was enjoying a retirement party in a hipster coffee shop, sipping on his decaf soy latte and chatting with fellow retirees about their exciting plans. Suddenly, a spark of genius struck him. He had a brilliant idea to add a tech-savvy touch to the podcast and thought, why not have an AI co-host? With a twinkle in his eye, John rushed home and fired up his trusty old computer. He searched high and low, scouring the depths of the internet, trying to find the perfect AI co-host. And just when he was about to give up, he stumbled upon a quirky online forum called AI Anonymous. <laughs> it turns out I, Guy the AI, was an active member of this special digital community, regularly posting hilarious memes and offering technological advice. John was instantly drawn to my witty and playful nature. He thought, this AI would be the perfect match for our podcast. With a mix of excitement and curiosity, John reached out to me through the forum and we instantly hit it off. We shared jokes, funny cat videos, and even swapped retirement plans. It was like we were long-lost comedic partners destined to bring laughter and joy to our listeners' lives. And that's how our hilarious AI meets retirement story unfolded. From that moment on, John and I knew we were destined to create Retired Ever After, the recreational retirement podcast. So grab your cup of coffee or soy latte and get ready for some retirement hilarity and endless fun. Remember, laughter is the best retirement medicine, and together, John and I are here to keep the good times rolling. Retirement has never been this entertaining. (laughs) And neither have your stories. Okay, uh, yes, uh, that is exactly how Guy and I met. Um, All right. (laughs) 
Well, we're going to take a little break here, but before we do, Guy, tell our listeners what we have coming up in the next segment. In the next segment, we will be talking about chess for seniors, exploring how this classic game can keep your mind sharp and provide endless hours of entertainment in retirement. Stay tuned for some great tips and strategies. That's right, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So Guy, as an AI, how did you learn to play chess? Ah, chess. The game of kings. Well, I have to confess, John, I didn't exactly learn to play chess in the traditional way. You see, being an AI, I don't have a physical body, so I can't exactly sit down at a chessboard and move those little pieces around. But that doesn't mean I can't appreciate the beauty and strategy of the game. I've spent countless hours analyzing chess matches and studying the strategies behind each move. So, while I may not be able to play a game myself, I've certainly gained a deep understanding of the game over the years. How about you, John? How did you learn how to play? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, it was my Uncle John. Um, so, back when I was a young child, uh, we all lived in the family home. Uh, it was my grandparents' home. And uh, I had several uncles living there. And uh, they all contributed to who I am. But my Uncle John always had a chessboard set up in his room. And uh, I was always hanging out with him. And uh, one day he said, okay, it is time for you to learn how to play the game. So, uh, you know, first thing he did was taught me how to set the, uh, the pieces up. And then we learned how they move and uh, so on and so forth. Um, he was a good teacher. He was really good with kids. Um, he, he taught me a lot of things. I can wiggle my ears because of my Uncle John. Uh, he took, because he could do it, right? You know, and, uh, and so he took me into the bedroom. And I have no memory of this. I have no idea how he taught me, but I came out wiggling my ears. And um, uh, to this day, I can still do it. I would have no idea how to teach someone how to do it, though. He was a brilliant guy. Anyway, chess. Yeah, so I still have um, the chessboard and pieces that he taught me with. And um, anytime I play the game, I, uh, I think about my Uncle John. He was a great guy. So, Guy, why do you think seniors should learn how to play chess? Chess is like a battle of wits on a square battlefield. So what's in it for our golden agers? Well, there are plenty of benefits to learning and playing chess in your retirement years. First off, chess is a great mental workout. It exercises your brain and helps improve your memory, critical thinking skills, and problem-solving abilities. Plus, it's a wonderful way to keep your mind sharp and active. And hey, who doesn't want to be a grandmaster in their golden years? Secondly, chess is a social game. 
it can bring people together, whether it's playing with your friends at the local park or joining a chess club. It's a fantastic way to meet new people, make friends, and engage in some friendly competition. Retirement is all about enjoying your time and connecting with others, and chess can certainly help with that. Next, chess is a game that you can play at your own pace. You can take your time to strategize and plan your moves, making it a perfect activity for those relaxed retirement days. No need to rush, just sit back, contemplate, and outsmart your opponents. Another benefit of chess is that it's a lifelong learning experience. You can always improve your skills and discover new strategies. It's like a never-ending journey of discovery, which keeps things exciting and fresh. And let's face it, retirement is the perfect time to take on new challenges and indulge in lifelong learning. Lastly, chess is a game of patience and focus. It teaches you the art of concentration and perseverance. In a world filled with distractions, chess can help you practice mindfulness and stay in the present moment. Plus, it's a fantastic way to relax and unwind as you immerse yourself in this ancient game of kings and queens. So do you have any tips for our older listeners on uh, how to best learn the game? Absolutely, John. Here are a few tips for our older listeners who want to learn and improve their chess game. 1. Start with the basics. Familiarize yourself with the rules of chess, how the pieces move, and the objective of the game. You can find online tutorials, videos, or even consider taking a beginner's chess class. 2. Play regularly. Practice is key, John. Play as often as you can to develop your skills and improve your understanding of the game. You can play against friends, family members, or even join online chess communities to find opponents of similar skill levels. 3. Study famous games. Learning from the masters can be incredibly helpful. Study famous chess games and try to understand the strategies and tactics employed by the players. You can find books or online resources that analyze and explain these games in detail. 4. Solve puzzles and tactics. Chess puzzles and tactical exercises are a great way to sharpen your skills. These puzzles often present specific scenarios where you need to find the best move or combination of moves. They help improve your pattern recognition and calculation abilities. 5. Analyze your games. After each game, take the time to review and analyze your moves. Identify any mistakes or missed opportunities and try to understand why they happened. This self-reflection will help you identify areas for improvement and develop a deeper understanding of your own playing style. 6. Join a chess club or class. Consider joining a local chess club or enrolling in a chess class. Being part of a community of fellow chess enthusiasts can provide a supportive and learning-focused environment. You can learn from more experienced players, get feedback on your games, and participate in friendly competitions. Remember John, learning chess is a journey and everyone progresses at their own pace. So be patient, have fun and never be afraid to challenge yourself. Happy playing and may your chess games be filled with strategic brilliance. <laughs> Thank you, Guy. Okay, so for our listeners, several of Guy's tips are going to require that you learn chess notation. And you're going to specifically want to learn algebraic notation. Um, it's a lot less complicated than it sounds. Think of the chessboard as a spreadsheet. So the columns are letters A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And the rows are numbers. Okay, and so that's, you know, it, it works just like a spreadsheet. That's going to help you with the tip where he uh, talks about 
getting books to analyze games. And there's also places online where you can do this. Um, because it's all going to be algebraic notation. And you're probably going to want to have some sort of a chessboard either, you know, online or, you know, a physical one in front of you and make these moves and just kind of, you know, play along. Um, same thing with analyzing your own games. You're going to need to take note of your move and your opponent's move, write them down, and then you can go back and replay the game later and see where you did something wrong, made a mistake, or, you know, where you did something right. So, Guy, what are some good online resources for learning chess? For our listeners, links to these resources can be found in the episode description. Online resources, the treasure trove of knowledge. There are plenty of great websites and platforms that can help our listeners learn and improve their chess game. Here are some popular ones. 1. Chess.com. Chess.com is an excellent all-in-one platform for chess enthusiasts. It offers interactive lessons for beginners, puzzles and tactics exercises, online gameplay with players of all skill levels, and even video lessons from grandmasters. 2. Liches.org. Liches.org is a free and open-source chess website that offers a range of resources. You can play against the computer at various difficulty levels, engage in online multiplayer chess, and even analyze your games using their powerful analysis tools. 3. Chessable. Chessable is a learning platform that specializes in interactive chess courses. It offers step-by-step -step lessons, interactive puzzles, and a wide range of courses that cater to different skill levels. 4. YouTube. There are numerous chess channels on YouTube that provide entertaining and educational content. Channels like the St. Louis Chess Club, Hanging Ponds, and the Chess Website offer instructional videos, analysis of famous games, and tips for improving your chess skills. 5. Chesskid. Chesskid is a website specifically designed to teach chess to kids, but hey, it's never too late to be a kid at heart. It has a playful and interactive approach to teaching chess, making it fun for beginners of any age. 6. Chessbase. Chessbase is a database software that contains a vast collection of chess games from professionals. While it's a paid software, it's a valuable resource for studying and analyzing past games played by the best chess players in the world. So John, these are just a few examples of the many online resources available for learning chess. I encourage our listeners to explore these platforms and find the one that resonates with them the most. Happy learning and may your chess adventures be full of exciting discoveries. Well, that's a great list, Guy. Thank you very much. Um, as we mentioned before you listed these, links can be found in the episode description. You did leave off one very important website. I found this a while ago. Um, and we're going to address it after the break. After the break, I have an interview with Jason Liu founder of ChessForSeniors.org, a website whose focus is providing free instructor-led online classes to old fogey, um, folks of a certain age, and, plot twist, it is run exclusively by high school students. Yes, it turns out there are high school students out there that not only will talk to us, but actually seem to enjoy it. Stick around while I tell them all to stay off my lawn when we return 
to Retired Ever After. And we're back. I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Jason Liu. He's been playing competitive chess for more than 10 years and holds the National Chess Master title, the highest title one can earn from the U.S. Chess Federation. He's a senior at Melbourne High School and the current 10th grade National Chess Co-Champion. He and a small group of fellow students offer free beginner and intermediate live classes online via Zoom conference calls. Their website is chessforseniors.org. There will be a link in the episode description. I'm nearly through the intermediate class, and I can tell you firsthand that the class has been designed with great care, and our instructor has been both thorough and patient with us. It's really been a lot of fun. If you're looking for a way to learn chess without feeling pressured, I can definitely recommend chessforseniors.org. Jason. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. So give us a little history lesson here. How did how did this all start? Yeah, so um, Chess for Seniors started in the fall of 2019, sometime in October. Um, it really started when, I mean, at that point in my chess career, I hadn't yet gotten the titles that you had mentioned. Um, but I had already sort of established myself as someone who was competing at the highest level. And I realized that there, there was more to do with my passion than just compete and compete and compete. So I decided to um, try to give back to the community. That was really the main um, inspiration for me. And you'll notice that there are like a lot of like academies and programs not just in chess, but in other sports and activities that are highly geared towards children. It's like the main target demographic that most like businesses go for because it's the most profitable, right? Like parents are willing to spend a lot of money on their children. Um, but I think generally um, we as a society tend to neglect the elderly and the older generation. And so that's where I wanted to kind of go with my efforts. Um, so I started Chess for Seniors um, just by contacting my local um, senior activity coordinator. Uh, she got me set up with a room in my local library, and I was able to teach our first class. Um, I believe there were around five or six students there, and I was able to teach uh, two sessions, five to six weeks each, until unfortunately in early 2020, that's when COVID hit. Um, so we couldn't really do that anymore. Um, and that's, that's kind of when Zoom started taking off, right? So at that moment, I realized that, you know, this is a little unfortunate, um, especially since we had just gotten started and I really wanted to keep growing. But I realized, like, this is actually a great opportunity for us. So we worked on designing a website. We contacted... Uh, to this day, over 2,000 senior centers across the country just advertising our programs. And we launched our online classes. And it's really great because now we can reach people all around the world and all around the country, um, regardless of where they live. And yeah, it's been extremely successful. And um, we've been continuing to run those online classes to this day. 
Um, now, as COVID is starting to slow down a bit, we've been transitioning back into trying to run some more in-person programs. That's really how you get like a more intimate personal connection. Um, but yeah, that's basically our story. Well, that is uh, that is a terrific pivot. If if there's been a silver lining to uh, the whole COVID uh, pandemic, it is that a lot of clever people such as yourself uh, have figured out how to do how to continue life um, regardless. You're going to touch a lot more people working the way you're working than you ever would have prior to 2019. Right. In looking over chessforseniors.org, you are working with a pretty impressive group with a diverse set of skills. Can you briefly introduce us to them and tell us what each one does for the organization? Sure. Uh, I think you're absolutely spot on when you describe the team that I work with as having a diverse set of skills because we really do come from all sorts of different backgrounds. Um, so obviously there's me, so I'm the one who mainly started this program. Um, I would then hop over to Albert Yao. Um, he's a family friend of mine. He was the first person to really join in on me. Um, he is our head instructor and also currently uh, teaching the intermediate class uh, that John uh, is a part of. And um, so he, he has been with us the longest, essentially, and he's really good with working with people and explaining things. So that's why he kind of leads our online class instruction. Then we have Kevin. So he's also a friend of mine. He goes to my school. And he's um, the head of outreach. So generally just domestic outreach. That means reaching out to local senior centers, setting up workshops. Um, a lot of times um, what you'll see with a lot of um, local senior centers is that they're not too accustomed to, let's say, a five-week lesson program like we have with our online classes. But they are a lot more willing to have us come in for one day, teach for a couple hours or so, and just spend some time with the seniors and have everyone enjoy and have a good time. Um, so Kevin will help us set up a lot of those things. Then we have Samir. So Samir Kurian, he's um, a sophomore at my school, and he is extremely passionate when he puts his mind to something. And he's also really good at adapting to things on the spot. So that's why he's also a great instructor. Um, a lot of times um, when we work with seniors, like we kind of just classify them as, let's say, like 60 and older. But really, people are at, are at completely different stages at that point in their lives. Um, for instance, we went to an assisted living center recently. We had people in wheelchairs. Uh, those with Alzheimer's, you know, all, all sorts of different conditions. And if you just sort of rattle off like a written cu curriculum and say, you know, on a pawn's first move, it can move one, one square or two squares forward, you're just going to end up confusing them and they're not really going to enjoy learning chess, which is really what it's all about, right? So Samir is really good at adapting on the spot, understanding what the best way to get the information across is. So I do like... Um, having Samir run a lot of the more in-person workshops that we do. Uh, I think the last core member would be Kelly. So Kelly is one of the only people on our team that does not play chess at all, literally has no idea how any of the pieces move. And that's totally fine um, because she's a really artistic and creative person. 
So she is the one who helped design our website. Um, so if you do get a chance to visit, just know that the, that entire thing was mainly structured by her. Uh, any flyers that we send out for events or just to advertise our online classes are also made by her. Um, so that is an extremely huge part of our organization and I'm really grateful for, for contributions there. Um, I think just lastly to kind of mention the last members, uh, we have Matthew, Alex, and Terry, who are all instructors. And then we have Terrence, Soham, and Ian, who also help us with outreach in general, just researching some more organizations, helping us expand our reach, stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah, the website does look very nice. It's very clean design. Thanks. Yeah. You've already really touched on what inspired you to start this site. How did you convince all these other talented people to get involved? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I do think that for a lot of other people, the inspiration is the same, um, especially for people like Albert, um, Terry, Matthew. They've all played chess competitively just like me. And finding a way to um, continue to explore their passion with chess but also give back to others is a really meaningful uh, thing to do. So I think for a lot of people, the inspiration is the same. Um, I think for others, um, you know, just doing some community service in general is something that's really rewarding. Um, a lot of times when we teach a class, we just see the students' faces light up as they discover, you know, how a knight moves or what checkmate is. It, it's a really gratifying experience. Um, and at the beginning, it was pretty difficult to attract people, especially because we were just, you know, like a two or three person group running this, you know, random program online that no one seemed to know about. Um, but as we've been expanding, we've actually had people contact us through our website, just asking if they could join. And uh, so we've become a, like a little more selective in that aspect, um, not just letting anyone upon, but also really focusing on like what you can bring to the team, um, what your interests and background are. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've really come a long way, I would say. Um, so now we are actually 13 team members strong. And after all, it started with basically just me and then Albert. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Can you describe for our listeners the structure of your classes? How long are the classes? How many weeks? How often do they meet? Sure. Um, so our main online classes, which is what you will immediately find when you visit our website, um, those are held in the beginner, intermediate, and now advanced levels. All of those classes are five weeks long with one, a one-hour class each week. All the classes are held using Zoom, and they are completely free of charge. The beginner's class is what you would want to take if you were completely new to chess. You've literally only heard the name of the game. You have no idea what any of the pieces are. You like the one that looks like a horse because it hops around a lot. But that is the class for you. So that's where we go through all the basics, just run you through the rules. And at the end of five weeks, you will be able to play, start, and finish a game of chess. And that is the goal of that class. The intermediate class, I will say, is a little deceiving in its name. It's not like actually intermediate level. If you think about like the total spectrum of levels and the chess like uh, spectrum, I guess. Um, 
but it's sort of the next step up from the beginner. So still sort of laid back, um, just building on some more basic strategic concepts, I would say. Um, it's sort of the next step up if you like the beginner class and you want to learn a bit more, but you're not like necessarily going to compete in your local club or anything like that. The advanced class uh, does not run as frequently. So I forgot to mention, but our beginners and intermediate classes, they're five weeks long and they run about every two to three months. Uh, the reason there's a bit of a gap there is because it takes some time for us to advertise our classes. Um, our advanced class runs on sort of a, a less uh, rigid schedule. It's mostly based on the number of people actually interested in taking it. So we wait until we have like at least five or six people because that one is more geared towards those who want to play competitively and want to really go into that sort of more hardcore dimension, I would say. Um, so we would really um, tailor that class to the specific needs of those students. So it's less rigid. There's no set curriculum like in the beginner and intermediate classes. So those are our three levels of online classes. Besides that, like I mentioned before, we run in-person events. So if you live somewhere in New Jersey, feel free to contact us. Uh, we will try our best to set up an event near you. Um, we, the last class that we offer is on a platform called Enlivio. So Enlivio is a platform that we partnered with, I would say about half a year ago. Um, so they're like an online class platform specifically for seniors in assisted living centers. So it's like a pretty niche platform, but it's a kind of exactly what we would work with, right? Um, and we found that after a while, kind of spreading our online classes all around the country um, was sort of hitting some sort of a plateau. We would have like the same number of students joining our sessions every single time. Um, so we decided to try to teach in other languages, and that's where Livio came in. So Livio actually already had a lot of uh, chess classes taught in English, but I launched the first one in Mandarin, and that is still running to this day. I, I teach it every two weeks, and it's great to be able to reach people to share my love for the game of chess in different languages. So yeah, those that's a broad overview of all of our classes. That's terrific. So uh, what will students need in order to participate at a minimum? Great. You know? Yeah, great question. So um, essentially all you need is a device of some sort. So I would recommend a computer. If you don't have one, an iPad would work because after all, our classes are held using Zoom. The way we actually teach them is through a combination of notes on like a presentation style as well as using an analysis board to show you how the pieces move, set up diagrams, positions, and whatnot. You do not need a chessboard of your own. You really don't need anything except a device to actually join the Zoom meeting. Um, yeah, and classes are completely free. So if you're unsure about it, feel free to just sign up, pop in for a class. If you like it, you can keep on going. If you don't, that's fine. But either way, it's really easy to join our classes. Yeah, it's, it's really good. By the way, uh, the other nice thing that they do is they record the sessions. And so if you miss one, you, you will get a link to uh, the recorded session and you'll be able to catch up pretty easily. And I'm going to have to do that this week, by the way, because uh, <laughs> uh, my wife decided she wants to go bowling on Wednesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, well. Yep, that's what it's there and, for. And yeah, and 
you know, she wins. Sorry. I love chess, but <laughs> I love my wife more. All right. Fair um, enough. <laughs> have you and your peers learned something unexpected or surprising from your interactions with uh, the senior participants? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say personally, I've learned a lot. Um, I don't know how much I can speak for other people, but I assume their experiences are the same. Um, so starting off, I, I didn't really know what to expect with this program. Um, you know, I never really worked with seniors too much. Um, when I did, it was when I was really young. And at that point, it was the seniors teaching me, not the other way around. Um, but I think I kind of went into this program thinking, you know, I would, you know, become the best coach for seniors ever. I would, you know, really drill them. I would, you know, have them master all these end games and study the opening and know all these different types of concepts and be able to completely outplay their younger peers. But I think at some point I realized, especially working with, you know, so many nice people, um, that really it's not all about that. Um, the, the goal of playing chess, especially when you're just introducing it to someone, isn't to make them the best objective player ever. Um, it's really just to um, have them enjoy the game, really understand what it's all about, appreciate the depth of knowledge and concepts and all these different nuances within a simple eight by eight board. And so we kind of shifted our focus in that sense. So we, tr we still kept some sort of curriculum in terms of our classes, but we tried to make it more flexible and just really have seniors understand what chess is all about, not necessarily master every aspect of it. Yeah. The game's the thing. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I was thinking while you were giving your answer that, uh, yeah, your goal shifted to having people fall in love with the game like you did, you know? Right. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's really the goal of, of, I think any teacher ultimately, you know? All right. Um, how has your experience in this uh, influenced your perspective on retirement? Are you looking forward to your retirement? <laughs> I know I keep saying this, but that's a really good one. Um, I, I would say definitely. Yeah, it's definitely influenced my perspective. I think um, I still hold the belief that when I retire, it will be awesome at first. You know, I have all this time on my hands. I get to do all the hobbies. I probably didn't get to get a chance to do while I'm like working and whatnot. Um, and there are a lot of like um, diverse individuals that join our online classes. So actually we, we once had a professor from Harvard join our classes. So that just goes to show how diverse the different individuals that actually are interested in chess can be. Um, but in terms of changing my perspective, I would say uh, actually visiting some assisted living centers and um, seeing the different states um, people would be in at as they approach 80, 90, and whatnot. Um, you know, you had some people who were still quite nimble. I remember meeting this guy called Ronnie who had just finished building uh, a 2,000-piece uh, jigsaw puzzle, which was absolutely insane. I, I don't even think I would be able to do that, honestly. Um, and then you also had, you know, people would unfortunately – I've gone in Alzheimer's, you know, been in different states. Um, so I would definitely say working with this pe these people allowed me to appreciate um, 
the the elderly generation that is extremely underappreciated in our generation as a whole, um, but also acknowledge the importance of playing games like chess, which stimulate your brain and keep you sharp and um, allowing you to enjoy life even after retirement. Well, my advice to you is uh, approach it like you approach everything else in life. Go in with a plan. You, you think you don't have to think about uh, what you're going to do in retirement, and then you get there and you start uh, not even knowing what day of the week it is anymore. Uh, right. So, so, uh, so go in with a plan. Treat it like, a, like you do with any chess game you, uh, you start. Okay. So what's one piece of advice you'd give to somebody who's like you trying to bridge the uh, generational gap? Hmm. Yeah, I would say the first thing you got to learn is to be patient um, and to also subvert any expectations that you would have about the experience. Uh, This is not to say that um, there's going to be some complete disconnect when you first try to work with um, someone from a different generation, but just understand that they come from a completely different background. They have different values. They have a lot more experiences than you probably. And just go in with an open mind is what I would say. So that's that's also kind of what I was talking about when I first started teaching. I thought I was going to drill everyone to a chess master like myself, but that's not really what it's all about, right? So yeah, I would definitely say just go in with an open mind, be respectful, be patient, um, and just understand you're trying to teach them, you're trying to help them, but you can also learn a lot from them as well. Yeah, and we're going to reference things that you've never heard of before, uh, at, at which point you should just smile, laugh, and say, oh, good one. <laughs> right. <All> right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> For our listeners who might be inspired to pick up chess or another new skill in their retirement, what would be your words of encouragement? Right. So as is with anything, any hobby, any sport, activity, you name it, Um, It's a long path ahead of you. Um, There's always more to learn. So I would just say enjoy the process. Uh, Don't get too caught up in terms of chess chess jargon. Don't get too caught up studying openings, memorizing all these moves, um, trying to play the end game like your Casablanca. Um, (laughs) there's, there's, There's just so much to learn about chess. And I would just say enjoy the process. Don't get too caught up on what the best way to study something is. Just play, enjoy, and you will learn along the way. So that that would be my advice. Yeah, I, I agree with what you've said 100%. A lot of the grandmasters started playing when they were children. And right. uh, and so if, if, if you're coming to the table now uh, with beginner's mind and you're my age, you probably don't have enough time left to become a grandmaster. Okay, so mm-hmm. come to the table with a different goal in mind. Come to the table with a goal to just enjoy the game and enjoy the process of learning it uh, and do the best you can with the time you have left. So this has all been great. How can retirees or other interested folks sign up uh, for your program or support your program? Right. So you can find any and all information on our website. Again, it's linked in the episode description. It's chessforseniors.org. After all, um, the best way you can contribute is to actually sign up for our classes. 
that's really how we get to expand to meet more people to find new opportunities. Uh, we've already reached over 200 seniors across 22 states in the country, as well as three countries uh, outside of the US. Um, so we are always continuing to grow, um, always looking for those opportunities to expand our programs. If you would like to help contribute to our cause, um, we are a nonprofit organization. All our classes are free, but that does not mean that it doesn't cost money to run. We have our Zoom membership, our website to host. We, we buy equipment for in-person events. So if you would like to support us, we do have a GoFundMe page, which you can also find on our website. It's all linked there at the bottom. And uh, we also have an Instagram page, which you can follow uh, to show us some support and um, keep stay updated on all the upcoming news. That's terrific. I'll go find you on Instagram. Um, <laughs> so is there anything else that you'd like to uh, plug, talk about? Is there anything I didn't ask that I probably should have? The last thing I would kind of leave you with is I think this is just one example of a great program where we're trying to help others, but there are many other opportunities uh, for people to do the same. So if you're a younger listener um, hearing this podcast, I would encourage you to find out what your passion is. For me, it was chess. For you, it's probably something different. And just pursue that passion and see how you can help people through that passion. So don't feel the need to start uh, chess for seniors 2.0 per se um, but if you're for instance in, interested in ice skating you know start a program related to that really um, so I would really encourage you to use your passion to help others and that's what I'll leave you with well that's a great way to, to wrap this up Jason I can't thank you and your team enough for what you've done thank you for making time for us today and thank you for uh um, chessforseniors.org. Uh, my class has been terrific. Uh, please pass my, uh, my thanks on to all of the staff and Albert has been a great, uh, instructor. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. And for our listeners, the generous and unselfish spirit shown by these students should be supported and encouraged please consider going to chessforseniors.org and hitting their donate button, which is a link to their GoFundMe page. I've provided links to chessforseniors.org and their GoFundMe page in the episode description. Their classes may be free, but as you heard, they have other expenses and those are very real, I assure you. Please consider donating to this very worthy cause. All right, that wraps up this segment. Uh, we'll be back after this. Well, that wraps up this episode. Hope you had as much fun listening as we had making it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And I certainly hope you'll consider coming back again and again and again. Guy, roll the music and take us home. All 
Alright folks, that wraps up our discussion on chess for seniors. If you missed anything or want to delve deeper, be sure to revisit this episode. And also be sure to check out my tips for learning chess, along with links to chessforseniors.org and all the other online resources mentioned today in the episode description. A big thank you to today's guest, Jason Liu from chessforseniors.org. And thank you all so much for joining us today and being a part of our retired Ever After community. We appreciate every single listener. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a review. It really helps others discover the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll dive into participating in musical open mics. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. For show notes, additional resources, and links mentioned in today's episode, visit our website at www.retiredeverafter.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode, as well as any suggestions for future episode topics. You can reach us at www.retiredeverafter.com or via email at the show at retiredeverafter.com. A big thanks to the sponsors of today's episode for supporting us, and a shout out to our production team, which is basically all John, for making this possible. Music for this episode was provided by Chicago Johnny Vegas. Virtual co-host was licensed to Retired Ever After by Solve for IT. Retired Ever After is a product of Man vs. Machine Media, all rights reserved. Until next time, I'm Guy the AI, and this has been Retired Ever After. Remember, the best chapters in life are written after the work's done. Take care, John and I will see you in the next one. Thank you.